0: just thinking of the morning service and the subject there this evening as we sung 152. We don't sing that one often but it's talking about singing praises to the Lord. Was it that one? Amen and hallelujah that we we sung with those words in it this evening. Well we're in chapter 19 of Revelation this morning we're in 19 of Matthew this evening and no coincidence so we it upon the subject that we do in Matthew 19 the last few verses and we're at verse 27 Matthew 19 27 then answered Peter and said unto him behold we have forsaken all and followed thee what shall we have therefore (laughs) and Jesus said unto them verily I say unto you that ye who have followed me in the regeneration, when the Son of Man shall, shall sit on the throne of his glory, he also shall sit upon the twelve thrones, judging the twelve tribes of Israel. And everyone that hath forsaken houses, or brethren, or sisters, or father, or mother, or wife, or children, or lands for my name's sake, shall receive an hundredfold, and shall inherit everlasting life. But many that are first shall be last, and the last shall be first let's pray thank you again lord for your precious word it grants us understanding gives us insight into things that are coming and where we'll be for eternity lord thank you for these questions that were asked by these folk back then and answered and lord you had every answer for every need and every person in every situation lord we We pray that our hearts would be blessed from the answers you've given, even this evening. Lord, we do wait with anticipation for the wedding day and the marriage supper. We look forward to that, Lord, and in the meantime, may, may we be clothed with righteous acts. But priority is that we be made righteous through that imparted righteousness given as a free gift when we believe. Lord, what a privilege, what a blessing to be your children. And bless us as we think on these thoughts tonight. In Jesus' name, amen. <clears throat> so you can follow along in the um, back page of the bulletin. We have the outline there, and it starts with the Lord's... Um, it's, it's headed the Lord's assurance. It's one of three points that follow on, on from the, our previous study... We looked at the the Lord's assertion in verses 23 and 24 when this young, rich ruler asked him about what he could do to inherit eternal life. And we have the disciples, disciples' astonishment in verse 25 to 26. And this is the second time, by the way, that the disciples are astonished right here. They're astonished at his answer regarding people getting remarried after divorce and that tells us somewhat of what the answer was that he'd given them but now they're astonished at him saying that how hard it is to get into heaven but it's not hard The the work's been done it's if you're looking at it from a works perspective to get to heaven then yeah of course it's impossible this man had great riches and and because we go into what we do tonight this is an answer to a question that had been provoked by the rich man not able to get to heaven because he loved his riches and uh, as we as we read back then it's easier in verse 24 i say unto you it's easier for a camel to go through an eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter into the kingdom of god and when the disciples heard it they were exceedingly amazed saying who then can be saved Jesus beheld them and said unto you with men this is impossible but with God all things are possible so here is a response as we look at this the Lord's assurance to them so the Lord's assertion 23 to 24 the Lord's the disciples astonishment now the Lord's assurance of them in 27 to 13 that's where we pick up our outline in the back of the bulletin this evening Peter's question that was asked in verse 27 we We've forsaken all and followed thee <laughs> what have we therefore uh, <clears throat> what did this discussion of the Lord with the rich young ruler make Peter think about He's, he <laughs> he, his mind's going off others to himself don't we tend to do that we tend to be selfish in our thoughts. Peter was at this occasion, but praise the Lord that he thought he, what he thought and asked what he asked. Um, <clears throat> Peter could have said, maybe he was thinking to himself, I left dad's fishing business. I left the fellow fisherman. Dad's still up there in Galilee for catching fish. He's making money. I'm running around after the Lord he could be thinking this I mean he was human wasn't he and, <clears throat> and I'm not getting paid <laughs> so you see what could have provoked his question well I've forsaken all what am I going to get I've given up what am I going to get he, he could have remembered fellow fishermen that are still up there fishing, fishing with his dad uh, on, on Galilee catching fish and selling and making money you know, doing well for themselves Peter had a wife he had a family as it, to, to support, and so this, this question is there's something behind the question that he's asking, as Peter, so his his mind wandered right off the subject under discussion, the riches versus salvation, to think about rewards versus sacrifice. I've have spent and going to be spent. What's for in it for me? Laying up for yourselves treasures as the Lord said in heaven not on earth in Matthew chapter 6, it's mentioned. So we, t- we have Peter's question asked and now we have Peter's question answered in verse 28. And Jesus said unto them, verily, unto them. <laughs> Peter asked the question, but he said unto them. Uh, they might have all been thinking this because there were some fellow fishermen. There were, maybe Matthew may have been there. Matthew was a tax collector. He was making good money in, in the tax business. He was taking... One for Caesar and one for himself. (laughs) And it seems seems sometimes the tax man does that, doesn't he? But one for the other was others that are receiving all the benefits from the government's um, taking it from others. But anyway, he's said unto them, Verily I say unto you that ye who have followed me, dot, (laughs) in the regeneration. Now, Either this part of the verse has to do with the next part or the earlier part. You've got to put it with somewhere. In, in the regeneration when the Son of Man shall come. So in the regeneration when the Son of Man comes or in the regeneration that you have, who have followed me and left. Is it salvation he's talking about when he got saved or is it talking about in the regeneration? Well, I go for the second one. <laughs> that it's connected with the middle part of the verse. When the Son of Man shall sit on his throne in that regeneration. And uh, it makes a lot of difference to to, to looking at this verse. So Peter's question is answered. The Lord gives a promise, first of all, in this. For the 12 disciples, what's in it for me? We looked at it this morning. (laughs) Marriage supper, the marriage to the Lamb and all the benefits that come and are derived from that millennial blessings we could say for the 12 disciples millennial blessings and what a gigantic jump the lord just did in answering peter's question he jumped right over the church age into the kingdom age when the son of man shall come now to the disciples the lord didn't say well right now it's here and 2000 years to come uh, the church will still be going they didn't know that they didn't understand or comprehend that we do we've got history to prove it and to see that this is the way it's happened but the Lord jumped right over the church to the kingdom when the son of man sits on his throne in the kingdom so what did the Lord refer to in the words then the regeneration and you'll notice that There's some R's we're going to pick up here tonight, and in other books. Yes, we're not covering a lot of verses, but we will be covering others. The regeneration. It has to do with the Son of Man when he sits on his throne. And so you answer that by reading on in the verse when he sits on the throne. And what is the regeneration of verse 28? Well, it's talking about the kingdom. It's talking about the millennium. It's talking about that future time when the curse is removed, when everything is different. Listen, Peter, you want an answer to this question? I'll give you an answer that you won't be able to believe. <laughs> you don't comprehend it yet. There's wonderful blessings going to happen in the regeneration. Now, and if you want to study this more, look into Creation Magazine and things, they're looking at these verses and they they deal with that as well as in, as far as the creation we'll only touch on that this evening but talking about the millennial age let's turn and look at some of the blessings that will happen in the regeneration when the lord renews and as there's those who do the genesis and creation thing they say back to genesis is what it says back to the beginning back to genesis get amos minor prophet hosea Joel, Amos, third, third minor, minor prophet there. Just after Daniel, you'll find him. Amos, chapter 9 and verse 13. And, and hey, these, this is an answer of blessing. What's, what's coming for those that spend and be spent for the Lord? This is the question Peter asked. This is what we look at. This is the blessing. And chapter 9, verse 13 of Amos, we read this. Behold, the days come, saith the Lord that the plowman shall overtake the reaper and the treader of grapes him that soweth seed and the mountain shall drop sweet wine and all the hills shall melt well the it's inferring that the curse will be removed this is the blessing for the plowman the farmer the husbandman is according to scripture the sower overtaking the reaper Uh, It's just happening so quick. The harvest is such a bounty in the harvest time. Um, Let's turn to Isaiah. And Isaiah is one that reveals many of these millennial blessings in the regeneration when the curse is removed. let's, Let's think about the curse being removed. What came after the curse that's going to be taken away when the regeneration happens? Death, thorns, thorns. thorns. Weeds. Weeds. weeds, where's the farmers here? <laughs> Pest, biting mosquitoes and biting wasps and poisonous animals. We'll get into all these things. this is what the the word promises. this is going to happen this is hey, God said it would happen it hasn't happened. so it's going to yet happen. <laughs> That's what I argue about these things. If it hasn't happened, when is it going to? Although they might say, well, heaven. Well, there's a new heaven and a new earth, and there's an earth, and these things have to be fulfilled. Let's go to Isaiah chapter 2 and verse 4. Isaiah 2, verse 4. And he shall judge among the nations, and shall rebuke many peoples, and they shall beat their swords into plowshares, and their spears into pruning hooks. Nation shall not lift up sword against nation; neither shall any, neither shall they learn war any more. What will not be? No more war. What are we here today? China's getting it together, using iron ore from Australia and aluminium, and all, <laughs> that's going to one day be used. America's taught. To- the, uh, the billions of dollars that are spent. Yeah, go home and Google it. <laughs> and just write in, type in money from nations spent on war or something, and it'll all come up. Yes, it's incredible. If that money was spent to feed people that are starving everywhere, what a difference it would make. And, uh, yeah, the gospel makes the effect. It makes a difference, doesn't it? Let's turn to Isaiah 35 and verse 1 to 10. This is answer to Peter's question. What shall we have? This is what will come. The Lord's promising and uh, spoken of in all the prophets. As one of, in the book of Acts. Luke said, these things are spoken about. Chapter 35 verses 1 to 10. And the expectation of Israel. This is their, this is their Bible, the Old Testament. They know that these things are going to happen. I think Mr. Netanyahu has an idea (laughs) that these things, he reads his Bible, and uh, being the leader of the Jewish nation at this time, expectations that they have, and that they do have them. You go to Israel and you watch some of the night films they put up on the big walls where you have to pay to go in, and you watch what they put up. And they put up the blessing. They're, the children dancing in the streets. That's what they've got. And they think it's happening now. And you know they'll be hoodwinked by the devil and accept Antichrist as their Messiah. That's what's going to happen in the near future. Yet they don't know what he'll do only a few years later in offering a pig upon the altar. He might allow them to build their temple but then he'll desecrate the temple in the middle of the tribulation. Um, <clears throat> and uh, then, they'll, then they'll wake up, won't they? <laughs> They've made an agreement with hell, as the Bible says in the book of Isaiah. Here we read this, one, the wilderness and the solitary place shall be glad for them, and the desert shall rejoice and blossom like a rose. It's, It's amazing, a bit surprising to me, that Mr. Carr, former Premier of New South Wales, is standing up and saying, don't increase our population. We can't sustain it. Why can't Australia... Why is he thinking that Australia can't be sustained or sustain a lot more people? Water. That's the problem. Desert. We're mostly desert. Now, if you think of... If Australia is still there in the millennium as a continent it hasn't gone under or whatever <laughs> during the tribulation in the earthquakes, but can you imagine the production of Australia? Can you imagine going out into the middle of... <laughs> you know Alice Springs out in the middle in the red places and having it rain what happens when it rains out there it blossoms as a rose Uh, the flowers come up and they've found wombat skeletons in caves out there they've found kangaroos and not just little wombats they've found big wombats skeletons out there once it was like that and you know it'll be back there again the desert it'll be like blossom abundantly and trees, because of water that comes, the rains that are sent. I just take the word literally. The glory of Lebanon shall be given unto unto it, and even in the in in Israel. They're not a lot of water. They're they reliant on water that falls elsewhere that runs into their country from underground. And it will be blossoming. And they you you go you go down to the, the south of. Jerusalem, over the mountains and down onto the flats where Besheba and, and those places are, Arad, at the bottom of the Dead Sea where it runs into there, and it's just flat. Desert, and I've been out in the out back here. That's more out back than here. <laughs> when you look, you see nothing, not a tree in sight. And little villages tucked way up, little tin shacks in the desert, tucked up against the mountains that go up toward Jerusalem. And you think, why would you live here? <laughs> But, but it's the place God has chosen, and it will become a blessing. I must move on. We've got verses to cover. Um, the, the excellency of Carmel and Sharon, and they shall see the glory of the Lord and the excellency of our God. Strength, strengthen the weak hands and confirm the feeble knees. Um, then the eyes. In verse verse five, we jump a bit. The eyes of the blind shall be opened, the ears of the deaf shall be unstopped. What, what is it referring to here? What shall we have? What shall be ours for the the reward of serving you? Well, these are the rewards in the regeneration. The lame shall leap as an heart, and the tongue of the dumb shall sing for the wilderness, shall waters break out and streams in the desert, and the parched ground shall become a pool, and the thirsty land springs of water in the habitation of jackals, not (laughs) jackals, where each lay shall be grass... (laughs) There was dragons there... Um, (laughs) Can be put that way. Shall be grass with reeds and rushes, and a an highway shall be there, and a way it shall be called the way of holiness. The unclean shall not pass over it, but shall it shall be for those the wayfaring men. Though fools shall not err therein. <laughs> It'll be so plain that even a fool can walk down it and get to the place. The ransom of the Lord in verse ten shall return and come to Zion with songs and everlasting joy in their in their upon their heads they shall obtain joy and gladness and sorrow and sighing shall flee away it's talking about physical healing it's calling talking about rejoicing wonderfully the lame man leaping in that day great wonderful blessings in the regeneration when god removes the curse for the blessing of his son's kingdom the millennium let's go back to um isaiah again chapter 65 this and verse 20, Isaiah 65 20. And we read there, There shall be no more in it any infant of days, nor old men that shall not f- fulfill his days. For the child shall die at an hundred years old, uh, but the sinner, being at a hundred years old, shall be accursed. So the lengthening of age. We recall that in the book of Genesis, where it's and he lived 969 years. That was Methuselah, wasn't it? And the, all the others that lived close to that age in the 900s, 800s. And so the blessing of the lengthening of age. Without the curse in the world, the lengthening of age. Our, our medics, our, the, the, the universities, those studying and medicine, are trying to get the age lengthened. And they're, they're, they're trying to find the, the curse that God put upon man and reverse the curse. So we might live longer. Well, hey, in this wicked world, I don't know that we'd want to hang around too long. It's a, it's a. You look at all that's going wrong, and your heart is it sinks. For the next generation, what is going to be like? That in this time, it'll be a time to rejoice, a time of lengthening of days, and tranquility and peace. Uh, <clears throat> let's go to another portion, and this is found in back in, well, further on in Isaiah 65. Verse 24, and it shall come to pass that before they call, I will answer. The Lord will answer the prayers. People will know the will of God, asking the will of God, and it will be answered. Um, <clears throat> and while they are yet, while they're yet speaking, I will hear. The wolf and the lamb shall feed together, and the lion shall eat straw like the bullock, and dust shall be the serpent's meat. They shall not hurt nor destroy, in all my holy hill, we're just talking about it, And this is why some evolutionists say, how could a God of love create what we've got in this world? They say, red in tooth and claw. Eat and chew and bite and kill each other to to satisfy their hunger. How could God? Hey, God didn't create it like that. He created it perfect. He wouldn't have said when he'd finished creation, it's all good. If that had been the case. Because it wasn't happening then. And you know, it's us. It's mankind that brought the curse upon the world, that brought creatures to be eating and killing one another. And uh, in that day, all that will be reversed. If you go back to chapter 11 of Isaiah, as I said, most of this this is in Isaiah, talking about these wonderful blessings in the kingdom when the king is here. Chapter 11, verse 6 and 9. The wolf shall dwell with the lamb... The leopard shall lie down with the kid and the calf and the young lion and the fatling together, and the child shall lead them. The cow and the bear shall feed; their young ones shall lie down together. The lion shall eat straw like the ox, and the nursing child shall play in the hole of the asp, <laughs> and the wean child shall put his hand on in the in the adder's den or the cockatrice's den, the uh, snake's den. <laughs> they shall not hurt nor destroy in all my holy mountain for the earth shall be full of the knowledge of the Lord when the situation goes back to Genesis back to like it was as God intended it to be and God will allow the great kingdom to come (coughs) what is absolutely amazing is in that time over that thousand year period of time multitudes of children are born To the ones that survived the tribulation who are believers. The sheep nations of Matthew chapter 24. Was it 25? 25. And at the end of the thousand years Satan is loosed out of his pit. For a short period. And multitudes of people follow him in rebellion against the king. They have this. This will be history to them. They'll look back and see what God has done. And yet, this shows the wickedness of man's fallen heart, doesn't it? That after all that blessing, they'll turn on the one that gave it to them. It's probably at the start of the, this, this uh, dispensation back there with the apostles. They were thinking, how could anybody reject this message? The message of salvation through the shed blood of the Lord Jesus. And they look forward and, and saying that the whole world will be saved. And everyone will turn to the Lord. But what has happened? The minority, few shall be saved. The broad way is full of people. The narrow way, few people will that be that find it. And perhaps uh, <clears throat> God is going to say an end to sin one day. <laughs> the end of all this will come, even after this regeneration that was spoken of here. <clears throat> Let's go back to Matthew now in answer to this question aren't you glad Pete asked this question because <laughs> you can go through scripture and find that the answers to this what do we get for following you Matthew 19:28. in the regeneration when the son of man shall sit on the throne of his glory ye shall sit upon the 12 thrones is it 12 upon 12 thrones judging the 12 tribes of Israel So there's, I don't know what order I put it in here. I was talking to Sam and Elise last night about this, getting it right, will not we? Recollection, okay, is the next one. (laughs) Revelation 21 14. Peter, this is something else you're going to get. Not only a refreshing (laughs) or a, a regeneration, but a recollection. Turn to Revelation 21. Revelation 21 and verse 14. Verses 9 to 14 really, but just verse 14. He's talking about the new Jerusalem. And the wall of the city had 12 foundations. And in them, the names of who? The 12 apostles. Peter, uh, well, Peter didn't get to know this before he died. (laughs) He would know it now probably. But John got this revelation after Peter had died and he said, In the foundations of the new Jerusalem forever will be etched the name of who? The twelve apostles. If I asked you tonight to stand up here and give me the name of the twelve, we'd go Peter, James, John, um, um, (laughs) because we know them. (laughs) You know, they're the common ones. But there's a 12, and they'll be in the city that we live in. <laughs> they'll be in, etched in the foundation. So Peter, is that enough? Uh, well, he didn't quite say that, but we can say that. <laughs> not only a regeneration, not only a recollection, but let's go to Acts chapter no, uh, three and verse 19. Acts chapter three and verse 19. <clears throat> and 20 and 21. Here's Dr. Luke giving us a little bit of a insight into the future. Well, Dr. Luke through um, Peter. <laughs> Peter's preaching. And so Luke recorded this in Acts. And he said in verse 19, Repent therefore and be converted that your sins may be blotted out when the times of and I've used the word already, refreshing, shall come from the presence of the Lord. A time of refreshing. A time when creation can can sigh with us, it's been sighing with burden and groaning, it just sighs with relief. It stops groaning. A time of refreshing. A time after a hard labour, we could say, of the tribulation, brings forth a time of refreshing of the millennium and the birth of the new millennium they all got excited back there about 17 18 years ago didn't they when the millennium changed (laughs) and everything was going to happen and this was going to happen that was going to happen and nothing happened (laughs) they sent a few sparklers up and things like that but we're still here (laughs) we're 18 years later I can remember that clearly Uh, looking for new things and some of them probably were looking for a new world order and all the other things that they said might happen or the crash of the system uh, nothing happened (laughs) and we're still here but one day this time of refreshing will come when there will be great and wonderful blessings Uh, a time if we go to the next verse in verse 20 of chapter 3 Peter said and he shall send Jesus Christ who before was preached unto you and why is jesus christ going to be sent to reign as the king and so we see the reigning of the king in that time and it's spoken of in other portions like first corinthians 15 24 to 25 and then there's another R that follows in verse 21 whom the heaven must receive until the time times of what did peter call it restitution of all things which God has spoken of by the mouth of who? All the prophets. Old Testament saints were looking forward, as I said before, to the blessings that were going to come that had been promised. The restitution of all things. Back to Genesis. This is definitely the one they use. Recreation, as it were. You say, oh, the Lord wouldn't do that. Maybe this one's for Pastor McConnell. <laughs> in, the <laughs> in the Bible, and we've already covered it in Revelation, Sunday mornings, what's going to happen to all the fish in the fresh water and the salt water? They're going to die. Mm. Then it's going to turn to blood and they're all going to die. We find, and I didn't find the verse for, for this, but it says they're fishing on galilee and the fishermen are taking fish that means what they've all died and in that times of regeneration they're back what's happened you say there oh, might have been some eggs in the sea somewhere that <laughs> but some fish have young babies they don't have eggs <laughs> they don't lay eggs what's happened back to genesis recreation and if that is the case we think of now of all the animals that have gone extinct. What have been some animals that walked this earth when we weren't here? Dinosaurs. <laughs> Unicorn. Um, no. <laughs> I, they are mentioned. There's something there's, in the Bible, yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that's, that's Irish, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Liberals, <laughs> <laughs> help me, someone. <laughs> dragons, mammoths. dragons, Chinese dragons. Where'd they get that? Mammoths, the woolly ones, long tusk ones. Tasmanian, tiger. Tasmanian tigers. <laughs> Leviathans. See, we've got all these names, and I believe they'll be back. I'm just going by what it says here and what we have as fact in the Bible. But that, you see, we will have our immortal bodies at that time. But there'll be earth people, I mean, with mortal, <laughs> with mortal bodies that will still be here. So, you see, when you say no millennium, you're really doing away with a lot of things that haven't yet happened, that God said would be coming. And I look forward to that time when God shows that he can turn around everything that we have wrecked <laughs> through our sin. We've decimated the place. Don't blame the animals. Don't blame God. It's our sin that have co- has caused the decimation of so many things in this world. <clears throat> Let's turn to Romans well we've we've covered that in acts 3 19 to 21 but romans 8 and uh, i believe it's spoken this is in an epistle doctrinal epistle (laughs) verse 19 we read there in verse 18 of chapter 8 for i reckon that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared peter you want an answer for what you get if you follow the Lord. We want an answer. What do we get if we follow the Lord? These are the blessings that we've got to look forward to. He reckons the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory that shall be revealed in us. who, Us are Christians, believers, ones who have been spent for the Lord. For the earnest expectation of, of what? The creature... Waiteth for the manifestations of the sons, that is, Christians, the sons of God. So the creature itself is waiting, is in, in anticipation for a day when things will change. For the creature was made subject to vanity, not willing, but by reason of him who has subjected the same in hope. He's put this hope in their instinctive lives as well, because the creature itself shall be delivered from the bondage of corruption into the glorious liberty of the children of God. It also will be delivered from that bondage that sin has caused. (coughs) Into the glorious liberty of the children of God. uh, (laughs) What do you call people that just eat vegetables? Uh, Vegetarians. Vegans. Vegans, that's right. That's what what the name is. (coughs) So when the Greenies... Sorry. <laughs> t- say... I remember down at Frankston when the sewer line was going in for taking all this, half the sewer out of Melbourne down and goes in the other side of the peninsula there. And we're p- putting this huge pipeline in, 10 foot, to get rid of all the good water, whatever goes out there. <laughs> and the, tr- the, the Greenies were tying themselves to trees strapping themselves and they were saying to us can't you hear the tree screaming when you push it over I said no it's a, it's a wonderful whistle to my ears <laughs> because you, you see they're concerned about creation but vegetation does not have a soul it's not, it's not there it, it's got life but you can chew a banana and it doesn't say ouch it, you know, as you look at these things In the millennium, you'll be able to eat this and you won't necessarily need to eat meat again. I think the Lord in the regeneration and the refreshing of all of creation will bring it back to have the goodness in the (coughs) veggies so we can all be vegans. Is that the word? (laughs) We can all be vegetarians in that (laughs) time. Those who are still earthlings and have an earthly mortal body because we are going to have a body like his we shall see him and we shall be like him for we shall see him as he is and he didn't need to eat but he could eat at that time and it reads on in that verse for we know that the whole creation groaneth and travaileth in pain together until now not only they but ourselves as believing people also who have the first fruits of the spirit Christians even we ourselves what do we do groan within ourselves waiting for the adoption that is the redemption of our body we're waiting they're waiting, they're groaning, we're groaning we've got pain, we hurt (laughs) but praise God one day it won't be like that anymore are you glad Peter asked the question that we can find an answer in the scriptures everywhere written for these wonderful blessings that are coming to this world only because of the Lord Jesus Christ. <clears throat> Restitution, refreshing. And there's, there's one, one more there where it speaks of him reigning. In answer to Peter, que- Peter's question, what did the Lord say they'll be rewarded with in the last part of verse 28? The Son of Man shall sit on his throne the throne of his glory ye also shall sit upon the 12 thrones judging the 12 tribes of israel there will be a reigning for the 12 apostles over the 12 tribes there will be a wonderful time of blessing now if you haven't read through this it's probably a good time to to say eternity to eternity have we got any out there I, i think we have out there it gives a lot of Graphs and timelines and things like that but it's it's got one here I don't know if you've seen this the cows and the bears and everything lined down together but here it's got a a list of tribes the 12 tribes of Israel and so if you look at this chart and get a chart out of your Bible or or read through the scriptures the Old Testament and find where they were let's say or ask the question where was Judah where was its land when the Jews were given the land. Can you remember where Judah was? It was south. The two southern tribes, remember? Judah and Benjamin. Judah around Jerusalem. Around Jerusalem. Well, <clears throat> in the, and you can go and study it in the book of Ezekiel, I believe, and it gives the list and it gives actual names of towns and you can take a dot from here, put a dot over there between that and that, and it says, in a line. And that's what he's done here. They're not where they are, they used to be, not in the millennium. Some of them are close to it. Jude is above the portion to the princes and the prince, where the Lord will reign from. Benjamin's below, so they're still close, but they're not exactly the same. And Gad and Benjamins, Simeon, Isaac, Zebulun and Gad. There's what, five below and seven above the city of Jerusalem and the priest's portion and the portion where the Lord will reign from. When we today think of capitals, of, uh, say, the capital of the world I'd like to have, we think Brussels, we think of New York, we think of United Nations in New York, uh, You think of London, financial capital of the world, you think of all those. But in the millennium, when the Lord reigns, where will be the capital of the world? Jerusalem. And if you don't visit, representatives of nations do not visit Jerusalem. And give homage to the king for what is done, drought and decimation to their country. Until they turn and come. <laughs> so it's a way of making those earthly, uh, earth people, <laughs> what, what, what do you want me to call them? Millennial saints <laughs> or millennial people. <laughs> to, <clears throat> to come and worship the Lord and give him, give him homage. I think there's wonderful blessings as we think of this. There will be a reigning for the twelve tribes but what about us I'm going to finish here real soon in Timothy let's head toward Timothy I thought I wrote it down I did write it down (coughs) did I write it down in this one Where will be reigning well I can go to Revelation I know where I've got it written but you head toward Timothy and I'll give you the one reference 2nd <clears throat> Timothy chapter 2 and verse 12 we read there if we suffer with if we suffer we shall also what reign with him who is he talking to Christians when will we reign with him you see if we all go to heaven and and it's just all in general there's no one to reign over and it must be in the millennium. It's got to be at that time. If we deny him, he will also deny us. So it does speak about a time when there is the reigning of the saints. If you go to the book of Revelation chapter 20 and verse six, Revelation 20 and verse six, we read there, "Blessed and holy is he that hath part in the first resurrection." On such the second death hath no power. And that's every believing person that's placed their faith in the Lord God. Uh, <clears throat> in the first resurrection will take part. But they shall be priests of God and of Christ and shall do what? Reign with him 8,000 years. You see, Peter and the other apostles standing there were promised there would be a reigning. The Lord Jesus will be the king. And we will co-reign with him. And in fact, if you go to the book of Zechariah in the Old Testament, we haven't time there, you find that, the <coughs> that David is raised again, and in the book of Jeremiah, raised again, and is co-reigning with the Lord Jesus from Jerusalem over the Jews. And so it is interesting, and all the things that this brings up, Questions that might be raised in your mind. Well, what about that? What about this? What about over here? Is Australia still here? What about the other nations? It talks about the nations of the world that will be given, giving homage to the Lord Jesus. So we've just covered for the 12 disciples, millennial blessing. We've not covered the others. We haven't time for the 12 tribes, a measured blessing for all true disciples multiplied blessings and we'll look at those next time there are there's more (laughs) um lord willing when we get back into matthew we'll consider let's pray thank you lord for treasures in your word gold mine it is full of rich and wonderful things we have so many things to look forward to what we've given up is nothing as compared with these things that we've seen tonight. And, Lord, you give them as a gracious and a bountiful God to those who will commit their lives to you, who will sacrifice fame and fortune for the blessings of the future. Bless each one tonight, and may we get our focus right, our focus on the future when things go wrong down here, that we'd count sufferings of this time to bring more glory in the future and not as pain that we must and have to just put up with, but, Lord, that they bring us and draw us closer to you. Lord, help us to be your children wrapped in your love and doing your will for your glory until you come. In Jesus' name, amen.